Hey everyone, welcome to Framework Leadership, a podcast about principles and ideas you can use today to take your leadership to the next level. I'm your host, Ken Engel, president of Southeastern University. And I'm your co-host, Michael Steiner, vice president for innovation. And we are excited to introduce our guest for today's show, Tim Timberlake. Man, thank you for being with us and joining us on the podcast. Tim serves as a senior pastor of Celebration Church. He's a gifted communicator, minister, teacher, lives with his wife, Jen, and son, Maxwell, in Jacksonville, Florida. Tim, always an honor to have you at SEU. Oh, it is an absolute honor to be back and to have a conversation with you guys. It's absolutely humbling, and I look forward to unpacking these thoughts with we've, you. Yeah, we've been we've been looking forward to this conversation uh, and uh, know it's going to be an amazing one. And I want to start the conversation by talking about your experience leading Celebration Church. Uh, this was a church with a long history and, and mm-hmm. strong legacy. Obviously, it wasn't an easy task to take over uh, uh, the church and how did you approach it and, and what were your, you know, what was your mindset and strategy to go into that situation? Yeah. So me and my wife, we approached it through prayer, which was mm. the first thing. Yeah, and we wasn't, so wasn't quick to accept the assignment. Mm-hmm. And uh, we took a year to really mm. pray wow. through it. And at the time I was pastoring the church my parents started called Christian Faith Center, which is now one of our uh, satellite locations. Campus, yeah. And um the church was growing, it was thriving, and really felt at home there. And we felt the stirring in our heart that God was calling us to do something different. And at the same time, not to leave what we were doing in North Carolina. And so I was super confused by it. And the way the Holy Spirit explained it to me, he said, don't think of it as leaving a community, think of it as adding this community to a larger family. Mm. And so that's the way we began to approach it. And I had helped other pastors transition. We had uh, transitioned three other locations that was up under our location. Mm. And so I knew any transition is always a difficult transition. And it normally takes to do it successfully about three to five years. The larger a ministry or the larger organization is, the longer and the slower you should take the transition in. Mm. This transition didn't go that way. It was really, really (laughs) quick. It was really, really fast. It was really, really messy. And so it, it taught me a lot. Uh, at the beginning of it, uh, COVID hit. Right. And so COVID for us was um, interesting because it gave us an opportunity to walk with people through trauma. Mm. And as a leadership thought and as kind of a framework to leadership, uh, there's very few things that bond people together quicker than uh, trauma, right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. something traumatic. And so for us, uh, it helped to bond, it helped to seal, it helped to lay a foundation mm-hmm. of what leadership and framework will look like mm-hmm. for this community moving forward. And so uh, when we first got there, I remember something my father told me, he, he was diagnosed with terminal throat cancer in 1997 mm-hmm. and uh, incredible leader. But he said something to, to me that stuck with me. He said, people will never forget how you led them through trauma. Wow. It will good. stick with them that's for good. the rest of their life. Yeah. And my whole mindset, my whole thought process through that season was patience, mm-hmm. consistency, faithfulness. Oh, that's a good. And if I can keep those three things, then everything else with the grace of God will work itself out. Wow. And so that's what we've tried so to model good. and mm-hmm. tried to put into practice right. uh, in leading this incredible family and this incredible community. So what, I mean, merging two communities like this, especially at the speed and with everything going on for, what are some of the principles that you use to kind of guide you in this, in this process? Yeah. So when you think you're slow enough, go slower. Okay. Because slowly is the fastest way to get to some destinations. Yeah. And then 
at the top of one mountain is the bottom of another mountain. Yeah. And so never stop climbing. Mm. And so for us, it's just this mentality that there's still more people to serve. There's still mm. more lives that need to be impacted. There's still uh, more kingdom to advance. Mm. And so how can we help people understand their significance that's beyond just survival? Right. Mm, because right. what COVID did for a lot of people, it put people in this mindset of how can I survive right. and not conquer? And so shifting that to, okay, how can we transition from just survival to now conquering Mm -hmm. and living a life that is significant? Yeah. And so that's what we've endeavored to do. And and God has really graced us and really given us favor in doing so. Yeah. And we were talking about before the show, you said there's there's four phases a church goes through, right? The the moment, the movement, uh, the museum, the mausoleum. And you look at a church like Celebration, longstanding legacy, longstanding there. How do you convince that group of people that that there is more that, hey, you're actually at the bottom of a mountain, not not at the top of your mountain? Yeah, I think by modeling to them what's possible if we all come into agreement. Mm. Unity is one thing, but agreement is is something a little bit deeper. And so the danger in doing something really, really well for a long time is that it becomes tradition. Wow. And so it, when you think about the word tradition, it means to trade something. Mm-hmm. And so when you um, think about what's successful, it's easy for us to package it, bottle it, and trade it and say, hey, this was this was worked for mm-hmm. us. This is what's successful. Yeah. This is, and, and, and that becomes tradition. Mm-hmm. And so in order for us to continue to pioneer, the best way for us to do that is to honor the past by pioneering the future. Wow. And so allowing them to see this is what's possible when we come into agreement. This is what's possible when we believe. Yeah. This is what's possible when we allow Jesus to be at the helm of his church yeah. and allow nothing else to get in the way of that. Huge. Yeah, so good. I love your your voice on social media. You have um, you have a great influence and grateful for that. Some some pastors are really big uh, about uh, their presence online and others are not. How, how do you know if it's right for you and what should pastors be doing with a voice in social media? So I only point, post if it inspires me. Ah. And so I, I don't want to just put out a bunch of content because at the end of the day, the content that I'm putting out is not about me. Yeah, it shouldn't be about me. It should be inspiring people to further and deepen their relationship with Jesus Christ. And, um, you know, I'm very careful, very particular with with that post and try not to post things that draw attention to me, but become a reflection of the grace and and really utilizing that platform to show people the benefit of walking out that relationship with God. And so I I typically only post three things, uh, inspirational quotes that are Mm -hmm. faith-based, pictures of my family, because outside of God, they are the most important people in my life. And then uh, inspiring clip of Mm -hmm. a message. And so, you know, those three things are typically the only things that I post. And if you're looking for something else, there are tons of other pastors and content creators that have those things. I just typically won't post them. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I love about what you do. You're so real, you're so genuine, and, and you care. And, and that reflects in, in your voice on social media. So thank you for that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, and it highlights the importance of authenticity, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's as that whatever your strategy is, and I feel like so many 
people, not just pastors, but any kind of leaders in any kind of situation, they can get so caught up trying to pursue a strategy, they don't ask the right, they don't ask the question, is this the right strategy for me? So whether we're talking about social media or leading in any context, how do you know whether or not these are the right actions, this is the right strategy for you to maintain that that authenticity? Well, for me, the best way and the most humbling way yeah. is what my wife thinks. There you yeah. go. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> because, because she Absolutely. she she understands and knows more than anyone what's the motive behind it, right? And yep, so yep. I was on a Zoom call uh, with um, a, a buddy of mine who created a very popular social media platform. Hmm. And he, he said a statement that stuck with me uh, two years ago in the middle of COVID. He said the first line of social media platforms were created for people to utilize their influence to make people think they were popular. Mm. And so they attracted a following based upon what other people thought about them. Wow. He said the second wave of social media uh, platforms, you know, your uh, Snapchats, your TikToks, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, these short content creation platforms, their success is based off of how people feel that you're being authentic. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's not a lot of polish. People are drawn to authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the generation that we have an opportunity to serve is so drawn to authenticity mm-hmm. and, and so um, uh, turned off by people who they feel are posing. Right. And so yeah. as, as a leader, I want to show people that the beauty of the grace of Jesus Christ is found in him. Mm-hmm. And everything that we try to do outside of him is really a prophecy that it won't be in our future. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, whether it's social media, whether it's leadership, whether it's, um, you know, spending time pouring into the next generation, it has to come from a transparent, authentic place, because mm-hmm. if it doesn't, it won't last. Yeah. yeah. Love That's it. So good. You're, you're the author of, of The Power of uh, 1440, mm-hmm. uh, Making the Most of Every Minute uh, in a Day. And, and in this book, you do what you do well at, inspire others. Uh, and, and, and you inspire others to approach each day in a way that they live out their God-given design, their mm-hmm. God-given purpose and passion. What, what inspired you to write this book? And what do you hope readers will take away from it? Yeah. So for me, I typically write from two places. The first one is my passion. The second place is my pain. And this book came from a painful place. It came from um, my father transitioning from this life to heaven mm-hmm. uh, the day after my 18th birthday. Mm-hmm. And on my 18th birthday, he sat down with me and he really just begin to talk to me about what it was that God had placed on his heart for me to walk into. Mm. And at the time I had no desire, I had no desire to follow the things of God. Yeah. I had no desire to be in ministry. I had no desire to be around or involved with church. Mm. And he just sat down with me for five hours and really just kind of said, Hey man, this is what God is pouring into you. Wow. This is your impact, your imprint, your deposit in the earth. Only you can do what God has created you to do. And he pats me on my leg. He goes upstairs to his bed. And at 2 a.m. that following morning, my mom knocks on the uh, Mm. the door. She says, hey, I need you to help me get your dad out of bed. He's not responding. And so I go into the room. I pull him out of the bed. He was a big guy, 6'5", 275 uh, pounds. And we fall on the floor, and he's gone. Wow. And I remember thinking to myself, I wish I had more time. Mm -hmm. I wish that I had paid attention to what he was sharing with me. 
And I made a decision that day to be intentional with the time that I had left. Mm -hmm. And so 1440, that number, is the amount of minutes we have in every single day. Mm -hmm. And typically when we look at a day, we look at it from the context of 24 hours. And 24 hours seems like a A long time. time, Right, right. right. But really, when you really boil it down to the minutes in every single day, we have to be hyper aware of how we steward those mm-hmm. minutes because minutes turn into moments and right. moments mark us for the rest of our lives. Right. So that's the concept and that's wow. the meaning behind the book. Yeah. Wow. And I think part of the powerful things of understanding that you've only got that limited time, right, is it makes you hyper aware of what you're supposed to be that's doing. That's right. Hyper aware. So how can people discover that, right? If they re- if they have this realization, oh my gosh, I need to be better stewards of this time, how can they take that first step to becoming more intimately knowledge of what they should be doing at that yeah, time? The greatest thing I could tell to our listeners right yeah. now is be in this moment. Yes. yes. So when That's we're good. thinking about the future, we're thinking about the future right now. Mm-hmm. When we're thinking about the regrets of our past, we're thinking about those regrets right now. So the only place that we can actually live is right here, yeah. right now. So why not be intentional with this moment we have mm-hmm. to invest the best of our time into becoming who God has designed and created us to be yep. so that we can actually fulfill the assignment that he's placed in us, on us, for other people. Love it. Wow. Yeah. Ah, that's so good. Huge. That's good. Well, we're going to move into our fire round. We just appreciate having a chance to have conversations. Oh, I'm so honored. And uh, privileged. But we want to ask you a few quick questions surrounding everything we've discussed and just kind of grab some practical uh, pieces of uh, advice and wisdom from your experience for all of our listeners today. Absolutely. So, uh, Michael, fire away. We'll only, I think, ask three questions. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what's, if, what's the number one thing a new leader should do when they step into a new assignment? Then that kind of like first 30 days, what's that kind of number one thing they should be tackling? Discover who you're supposed to be accountable to. Yeah, that's Huge. good. Yeah. That's so good. And, and, and let me ask you this, uh, a step further with that. Uh, what, what advice would you give to someone who's struggling to discover their divine design or the way God's made them? Yeah, I, I would say um, we typically learn by two things, experience or other people's experience. Ah, yeah. Find someone who you admire, the experiences that God is allowing them to walk into, um, and, and try your best to get coffee with them. Mm. Try your best to pick their brain. If you can't pick their brain, pick up a book that they've written. Find out yeah. what they did to get to that place and to fulfill that assignment, and it will unlock your assignment as well. Love it. Love it. Last question to close our time together. How can churches create a more supporting and empowering environment for the next generation of leaders? Well, I think you answered the question. Yeah. Create an environment. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of churches, they say that they want those empowered leaders, mm-hmm. but they don't create opportunities or environments for them. And it's, it's intentionality that creates those moments. So we are strategic with the time that we pour back into next generation mm-hmm. leaders. Mm-hmm. And so whatever I place value on, I spend time with. Yeah. So if I place value on next generational leaders, I have to spend intentional time pouring into them yep. because if I don't place time or value on those things, then I'll never see them come to pass. And so legacy for me is not what I leave behind for someone. Legacy for me is what I leave in someone. And if I'm going to leave a legacy that's impactful or that lasts beyond me, I have to leave it in the generation that's coming behind me. And so in order for me to do that, I have to spend time pouring 
into them. Yep. Wow. It's huge. That's great. Well, Tim, thank you so much for joining us today and, and just taking time to have this conversation. Uh, you know, every time I'm, I'm around you, you, uh, you have such a, um, peaceful presence, um, and steady and, and it, and that's reflected in your, your authenticity. And I just love that. Oh, and too I love again. that, man. Uh, every time, every time I'm with you, it just, mm -hmm. that's what comes out of you. So thank you for that. And thank for your, your encouragement today. Actually an encouragement to me. So oh, appreciate man. that Incredibly very, very much. Kind. So, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. And if you want to stay up to date with Tim, you can follow him on Twitter and Facebook at Tim Timberlake and on Instagram at T Timberlake. You can also subscribe to Celebration Church on YouTube at Celebration Church underscore org. Any any other place that we can look I, you up for? I think you covered it, Dr. Ken. All right. That's great. Well, we want to thank everybody for joining us on the Framework Leadership Podcast. Hope you have a great day. Take care, everybody. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today on Framework Leadership. If you're watching on YouTube right now, now would be a great time to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button so you can get more leadership content right into your YouTube feed. You can also check us out on Instagram at Kent underscore Engel at Dr. Michael Steiner or on Twitter and YouTube at Kent Engel. And hey, if you love great email newsletters, and I know that I do, you want to check out the Framework Leadership Newsletter. Every single Friday drops in great tips to be a better leader, resources, thoughts right into your inbox. Check it out. You can sign up at kentingle.com. Make sure you hop onto there. Thank you so much for listening to Framework Leadership. Take care, everybody.